0: Hello and welcome to the Dan Sons podcast episode. God knows I don't remember. Hi, I'm Heatstroke Dad. Joined with me is George Dad, whoa, also known as Hades Dad this week. Ooh. And we have Cyberpunk from 1999, Deus Ex Dad, Matt Dad.
1: Not necessarily. Oh, that's right. We didn't get to talk about Deus Ex, did we?
2: Okay, yeah, not yeah.
0: yet. George has an essay that he'd like to interrogate you about. Oh my I am God. so <laughs> fucking hyped,
2: dude, dude. Matt is playing one of my and everybody's favorite games of all time. Really? So like,
1: Holy yeah,
2: shit! Yeah, yeah. No Deus Ex. There's a lot of people, myself included, who are tickled pink that you're you're playing through this.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: I I have a few people on the
1: stream just they're like, okay, you gotta do this. Oh, mm-hmm, this is good. Mm-hmm. This is not good and i just got the hong kong so i'm going to be playing the rest of it he said this is when it gets good
2: uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. no no it gets good after liberty island i think but hong kong like that's when that's when it soaked into me and i was like oh okay i get it now this hong kong is why people think this is this is one of the all time greats
1: Ah, like okay. The, okay.
2: The, the atmosphere, the dedication, the incredibly cheesy voice acting of Hong Kong—like, like all the people faking Chinese accents—it's it feels comfy. It has a a degree of like warmth and atmosphere to it that you you don't see that much, let alone in games from 1999, when like the concept of a realistic environment with like a secret button under a desk and toilets you can flush was yes. still kind of new
1: yeah yeah the secret button under the fucking
2: sink (laughs) that's there's a a lot of those when you replay deus ex you will be surprised by how many secret buttons under how many desks that game actually has
0: oh my god so have you have you been enjoying it matt i have there i mean it's a little old
1: in terms of just like oh yeah just like how to get from place to place and like it doesn't sometimes I feel it doesn't really explain where to go which is normal for older mm-hmm. games obviously I've, I've played Fallout 2 I've played all the old shit but like when you're playing a game like this on stream you have this urge to like you don't think very much sometimes. You're thinking about the stream, and you're thinking about I need to get to the next place now to keep it smooth. And you just you just brain fart, and you just it it (laughs) happens too much with old games, man. Happens too much with old games. So what I tend to do now is just literally blank out and just concentrate and be like, okay, where do I need to go next? Because I'm going to fuck this up. Yeah, yeah. Like I have to concentrate with Deus Ex.
0: Thinking of the showmanship, you're a true true showman.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I have to. I have to concentrate. I can't just be like,
0: yeah, I'm playing a game.
1: It's not like you're playing Valorant where you just, you know, you just shoot people in the face, you know, and you can concentrate on chat. And yeah, it's very different. Yeah.
2: You know, you know what they call Deus sex is is Days you know sex? Oh. the the thinking man's FPS that. I'm sure that was somewhere on the box as far back as 1999, and it's like it is warming my heart to hear you describe it as such, without straight up like repeating the, that old slogan. Like, you're like, oh, it's so cool that you still have to think while playing this FPS.
1: Yeah, I learned that they keep your conversations later, and I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah, so you can actually yeah, so look I- back and keep <laughs> see the conversations, which doesn't happen in some games. Uh, I was playing. Also another Hong Kong Shadow Run and it doesn't keep your conversations. So you forget what to do, and I'm just like, oh my god. Another Cyberpunk game. I love Cyberpunk. I'm Someone's gonna play Cyberpunk. <laughs> it's gonna be fucking good. But yeah, I I'm actually quite enjoying Deus Ex. Yeah, I, I, I went with the sniper, by the way, George. Yes, yes. A silent sniper with a lot of upgrades. Mm-hmm. And it, it takes all those upgrades. The incredible shotgun. We learned on stream, like, I can shoot someone from far away with a shotgun if I just wait long enough, crouch down.
2: Yeah, your crosshair spins like a good year shrinking down. And I uh, I saw some, some VODs of you playing it and struggling with it in the beginning with that combat, but it's actually sounding like you ended up adapting to it quite oh, yeah. well for later on. But oh, yeah. the, those first few minutes on Liberty Island when you have no skills mm-hmm. and none of your weapons, like, the game... I was, just, <laughs> I was just using a crowbar. <laughs> yeah,
0: and, and I it's wonder.
2: Like, did did someone in chat give you directions for that, or did you figure that out on your own? I figured the
1: crowbar out.
2: Interesting. I wanted to be.
1: I wanted to be the Half-Life. Uh, I wanted to be Morgan Freeman.
2: <laughs> yeah, because that is the advice nowadays. Like, a lot of people don't like to remember how bad the early game combat in Deus Ex actually is. It's and so fun. now when people recommend the game, they will say, okay, for the first hour or two on Liberty Island, focus on melee weapons, even if that's not technically where you're, you're going to want to dump your points. Yeah. And then, then there's the inside jokes of uh, making sure to, to stack poison <laughs> resistance and swimming, which is funny yeah. because Hong Kong might be the one and only area in the game we're at right now where the swimming might actually come in handy. So maybe I shouldn't. shouldn't pick on it too hard
1: yeah yeah people were saying about the swimming too there's half (laughs) half of the chat was like swimming half of them were saying no (laughs) trip swimming i couldn't figure out i was like all right is somebody trolling me like i put one it's trained now i'm trained Mm -hmm. so for people who don't know there's untrained trained advanced and then master so i'm trained in swimming it was only 691 points Okay, I remember that specifically. I was like, okay, I can be okay. Even though you get skill points really nice. small. Nice. Nice plus one. Nice plus one. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's I, I mean, it has voice acting. It has weird, I mean, the little spider web that it has going on in each little level is pretty interesting. It's like, oh, I'm uh, going to talk to this guy. Oh, this guy needs uh, this drug oh talk to, mm. i'm not going back to jail
2: like it's just in this oh my god it's it's pretty funny
1: it's pretty a, funny a very, at times,
2: yeah a uh, uh, colorful assortment of personalities yeah and across that game like one of the things that and really accents. hit me like a brick as a kid playing it was how diverse the environments get for w- what old like very technically limited engine and assets they have to build up with when you leave liberty island and go to unatco i kind of got used to being in a high tech clean environment and then you leave unatco and go to battery park and it's shit like there's starving children on the street homeless people everywhere there are shanty villages set up in in battery park like downtown financial district new york city and there's signs up Saying that, oh, that's the historical Battery Park, and like childhood me, playing this in in two thousand one on the PlayStation two version, it was a shock. Like, like it was, I think, like the first time I had experienced the depiction of wealth inequality in a piece of media. And mm-hmm. every Deus Sex game since has a moment like that, where you step out of the nice offices into the shitty streets. And I was wondering if you got that feeling now playing it in two thousand twenty. When a lot of, like, the cyberpunk dystopic predictions that they made for the sake of silly, campy, fun video game stuff has uncomfortably become reality. I don't know if it shocked me, but it was, like, pretty interesting to see, like, hungry little man kids. They're, they're, they Yeah, different. they beg you for, like, a bag of potato chips. Just a bag of potato chips from the vending machine. Like, that's enough for this kid. <laughs> I save all the, the candy bars for them. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, so "Oh, depressing."
1: And he's like, "Oh, here's here's the code for the vending machine, and then you can like put it in, and, <laughs> and you get this." And it opens passage. up a
2: secret compartment behind the vending machine. Like, <laughs> there's secrets hidden in the environment everywhere in that game. And if you ever replay through it, you're gonna you're gonna have a grand old time seeing how much stuff um is opened up to you based on what decisions lock you out of other paths you might be taking on your current run through
0: yeah when did this game come out 99. 99. You see the 99, 99 or 2000. it might have yeah it, w- it was it was just before uh, yeah september the 11th 2000 actually june 2000. the world trade center in it
2: the world trade center got bombed in deus ex
0: yes it does
2: the skyline Wait, does not feature it for technical limitation reasons
0: also, Matt has only just got to Hong Kong, so we need to calm down a little bit.
2: No, no this, this is part of the backstory that, that Matt has, has gotten to. This is not a spoiler. Oh. Okay. I see Matt's face. It's shocked. Yes, Deus Ex did predict, predict whatever. It's a soup. It's a salad of shitty things that could have happened in the future, and some of them landed on the dartboard and got it right. And one of those was an actual World Trade Center terror attack. They couldn't make the texture file for the skybox tall enough to fit them in. So they decided to take them out and write that into the lore. You're playing the game shortly after a terror attack on the Statue of Liberty, but if I recall my Deus Ex lore, there is an actual, the Twin Towers did fall in that universe before they fell in real life. Holy shit.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm mentioning it. I was was like, oh,
2: okay. And I'm I'm really happy that, that you're at Hong Kong too, because that means you've had a few conversations in that game that are really really important to the experience and setting the tone you've gone through some betrayals there yes. are some friends who became enemies and when i was a kid playing that i was shocked at that i was surprised
1: oh okay so for people who played this game who haven't played this game and who want to play this game i'm about to spoil a little something agent navi Navarro Navarro Navarro. yeah uh you remember when she comes onto the plane Right. This is probably mm-hmm. the best, <laughs> one of the best parts we all had. She comes onto the plane, uh, and I was gonna arrest the the guy, the, the, the whatever the guy was uh, for um, leading the resistance or whatever with my mm-hmm. brother, and she was like, "Leave if you're not gonna kill him, leave. You know, leave the dirty work to us or whatever." So what I decided to do, cause Chat told me I can kill him, kill her. So I kept trying to kill her for about 20 minutes with my low ass, like, <laughs> skills, okay? So I would throw down a grenade. It will blow up the whole room. Um, I'll throw down a, um, a, a MP grenade, and she will just run out the, the room and come back. Every time I'll try to fight her head on, she will just blast me. So what we end up doing is this, there's a line. Once you step outside of the room, and a little, just a little bit, a couple more steps, she automatically kills the guy. So I put a grenade right at that line, throw oh. an MP grenade down, so she would have to run out the room, right? You have to do it directly into the middle, so she runs out the room, she runs out the room and gets exploded by the grenade because she explodes while, after she dies, right? Uh-huh. All these cyborgs explode at, because if yeah. you kill her in a room, she the kills the guy. It's, so it's had,
2: scorched earth. They're, they're set to self-destruct, so the enemy doesn't get a hold of them.
1: Yes. Yes. So, she dies. <laughs> <laughs> she dies. And the game processes that. It's something it that going. I don't think you should be able to fucking do, to be honest. Like, you're you're just <laughs> low-powered. You, I don't even know how I'm freaking that shit out it was like a joint thing oh my god it was fu- it was fun that was like the f- the best the best part of early on before hong kong hopefully hong kong is like has more ridiculous shit like that i should probably play the game entirely like that, just doing dumb shit you actually should that's
2: out. a ton of fun it, it was
1: a ton of fun yeah
2: <laughs> one of the the most mind-blowing speed running strats i remember from my latest run was placing proximity mines on the wall and then mm-hmm. jumping up onto them, making a staircase out of them. You apparently, if you if you stand what? on the little pixel of the proximity mine, it counts as collision detection, and you can climb them like a staircase if you're really, really fast, and get up there before the explosion kills you. And you can, like, skip entire sections of the game, get to places early, kill bosses early that you're not supposed to, and the game engine is still built in a way where, like, the game will progress surprisingly naturally, given what the hell? given these tricks you can pull off. What? Oh man, it's it's super duper good. Yeah.
1: <sighs> okay. Wow. Okay. Sorry, Liam. We're just like talking <laughs> about DSX.
0: No go. That, go right that's, ahead.
1: That's that's interesting.
0: That's interesting. All right. I can't. I can't no wait need for to today, pre-order those Xboxes and those PS5s when you can have fun from 2000. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's so true though. It's so true.
1: Okay, all right, for a new game then. I played Shadow Run and I played Hell Let Loose. I'll say I'll do a quick one with this cuz it's, it's not much. much. Oh yeah. yeah,
2: the World War 2. Yes.
1: I wanted yeah. I wanted you to play it, um George because I think you would like it because it's like it's like one shot, one kill. Um it's very it's very like different than anything else it's a long push between two factions germany and the u.s and you have supply you have outposts that you have to capture on this huge map you have people who are machine guns you have dedicated snipers you have like everyone has to have like a uh a a squad and in that squad, there is a officer that talks with other officers and leads the charge. And, like, it, it's insane. I can't explain how insane that game is. Because it's different than anything out, else out there. Like, literally, you can mow down a whole... Like, you can do it just like in... Real, it, oh, that sounds dirty. <laughs> literally... I have like you can kill squads if they can't see you. Like there's no balance to this. This is just (laughs) warfare. Like you can just throw you don't know if you kill anybody, just you just like aim and shoot and they might fall over. Like you oh oh my god. That
2: does sound like a George game. I am getting like hunt showdown
1: vibes. It's a fucking George game. It's so good. George, me and Squadmates have like proned Across a whole mountain just be, to get behind a, a, a squad or multiple squads for 15 minutes just to <laughs> unload on them. It is a fucking amazing, <laughs> George. When that game works, it fucking works. It fucking works, dude. Can you imagine sneaking past enemy lines? They don't see you. There's no muzzle flashes or anything if they didn't. If the the gun doesn't have it. Like, if you're hidden, you're hidden. Like, you have to look for yourself. You know? Like, <laughs> it, it's it's that type of game. So you can fuck with people. And I have. And it's fun. <laughs> it's fucking fun, man. I, I say the best maps, though, are the ones that are not so open. The ones that are just in the mountains with trees and shit. And people actually have to pay attention. The open ones are, like, oof. I'm watching one. There's so some machine gun like, guy uh doing suppressing fire. And so oh, when, okay. when someone does suppressing fire, your screen goes like this and you you could barely shoot. Yeah, so there's like suppressing
0: I'm watching one now that's like a French village or something, and it looks pretty intense. Like they're yes. storming through houses together and like checking checking for others.
1: Checking so- there's mortars. There's tanks. There's I mean mortars like Literally, you hear it, and people will die in front of you and blow into pieces. Just people will die in front of you. It's fucking nuts. I would say that's probably the funnest game I've played in a while, funnest FPS I've played in a while.
2: Is, is, Is this the kind of shooter where if there's a bad guy in a house, you want to meet up with your friends and clear the house? Or if there's a bad guy in a house, you want to start blind firing through the walls and hope for a wall bang? If
1: it's stone, you can't wallbang. If it's stone, you can't wallbang. But what you can do is suppressing fire. So or you can throw some smokes and people charge the house.
2: Oh Or you okay. can sneak
1: up from behind and get in the house yourself and just freaking shoot everyone. Because you can, because it, it's, it's realistic. Like you shoot someone in the face, they, they fall over. Just like that, they just fall over. <laughs> it's no like yeah. oh i can take multiple bullets i'm fucking arnold no you're not like you just die
0: yeah. just <laughs> like one of him. i'm fucking arnold there's <laughs> 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 nah,
2: none of that shit it it's <laughs> like one what, what of the things that made hunt showdown so scary is like how terrifying just a house that you know a bad guy is in the early game yeah cuz cuz they they won't even shoot you through the windows they'll shoot you through like the wall floor panels and i was just like oh my grandpa might have had that kind of fear, and it's, <laughs> ugh, it's a wake-up call. Oh, my God. Like you can't even look at the house, because they're looking at you from inside the house, and they have a clear advantage. Oof.
1: Yeah. Well, when you're trying to capture those, uh, those little houses to move up, because you have to push up the line... So people keep spawning on that line. if you can see like the map.
2: Nice, nice. there's a line. I like uh... there's a
1: line. and you can see everyone on the map. The map is the best map I've ever seen in any any like, well, oh, I guess I haven't played warfare games like this before, but like you see everyone on the map. You see where all your squad mates are. you see where everyone else is at, except for the enemy, obviously. And you can see what people are taking, what you have, what people are trying to take from you. Like yeah, it's it's pretty boss, man. It's pretty boss, and this is this is early access, but it's pretty fucking good. It's a hundred people on the map, so fifty against fifty.
0: Holy cow! Wow, really? I didn't know wow. that. Ouch.
1: it's it's best when it's full. It's best when it's full, and there's just people fucking everywhere, man. Um, I guess they. I guess more than 100 would be too much, but it, it's, it, it does feel great. It feels like war when there's 50 against 50, especially in the, the, the I guess, the, the compact maps where you have like a certain trail people go on. But yeah, I'd rather the mountain maps for sure um, than the open maps. I think I had the best time with those. But other than that, yeah. Yeah. You have tanks and shit.
0: When will it be that Battle Royales have 200 people?
1: That's insane, dude. I I know Cod has one fifty, right? Warzone has one. You know all those people. There's too many people, man. That's why that's why it's so fucking laggy all the time. I uninstalled Warzone. I'm about to. I played a little bit yesterday. and I was just like, why the fuck do I have this game?
2: I got my one hundred gigs back. <laughs> I have two hundred gigs worth.
1: It's the thing with Warzone is like you you play things like hunt and all that and then you go back to Warzone, people are just like just running at you like like you know the in Terrace Hunt in, in in Ramble Six Vegas 2? You know those guys with the fucking bomb strapped to them and ah mm-hmm. they come to you and they try to blow up on you. That's exactly how people in Warzone play it. Like they have no life to live. Like they're just like I'm gonna
2: shoot you, I don't care if anyone shoots me. <laughs> it's just easy kills for you man i wouldn't complain about that i i'm getting old i gotta i gotta appreciate every every shot i can get in multiplayer shooters nowadays yeah they just chase you down and it's just like okay
1: (laughs) yeah i don't know i don't know people play wild. i i I think i think they watch a lot of um, uh war uh cod streamers and they try to be a little twitchy like oh yeah look at me i'm I'm godlike I'm I'm cracked. Um but yeah, I, <laughs> I I don't know. I I am getting old too. I read the slower pace stuff for sure. Um Yeah. Yeah. Valorant is the most twitchy I can get, I think.
2: For for, for this week, I went on a big cleanup. I uh, uninstalled uh, Warzone for my Activision Blizzard launcher, uh, uninstalled some other games I haven't played in a while from from Steam, Origin, Epic, Gog, and Uplay. Play. Uh, a lot of a lot of launchers. I cleaned my Switch Joy-Cons up. I did the trick where you stick a can of compressed air and a swab with some alcohol under under the little rubber skirt beneath the joysticks.
0: That was quite the uh story time in the Discord of your process. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was so excited
2: to finally get it back. Like I haven't played my Switch in way too damn long. And and I finally um when went through this effort to try and get me back in the game and I was so happy for 10 minutes and then they started crapping out again it's way better than it used to be if you're having joy-con problems I do recommend just just giving it a swab and a blast but uh it's still not perfect so I I bought Hades on the switch had Nice. Once my Joy-Cons were working, and then they started sinking out, and now Hades is probably a little more difficult than it needs to be. Why
0: don't you have a pro controller? I never
2: really felt the temptation to get one. One of my favorite thing about the Switch is being able to stretch around in whatever pose I like, and it almost seems like going back to a traditional two-handed controller would be a step backwards from, really? from that advantage. I
0: mean... The Pro Controller is a delightful controller. It very much is a very good controller. I'm sure I believe (laughs) you. I just don't
2: feel like... $60 piece of plastic. Like, I haven't felt the temptation.
0: That's fair. But now your Joy-Cons are broken.
2: And I think before I buy a Pro Controller, I'm going to buy an $8 repair kit and get even more I mean, you might detailed. as well try.
0: What are you going to do? But you just buy more joy and
2: If I break it, I'll just buy another one.
0: So, aside from that, how are you finding Hades? Uh, I think Matt and
1: I both can. I have been. I I, I played a bunch uh, back when they first released it because I yep, am me a too. huge fan. Oh, yeah? of yeah, a super giant fan.
0: You too, Liam. Yeah, I'm sure I talked about it on the show when I was playing it I maybe totally like six months ago. It. I
2: thought it was just Matt.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm a huge fan of these guys, dude.
0: Yeah, Supergiant are fantastic. I've been playing
1: their games since the beginning. Every fucking yeah. game I play. I remember I remember going to a con and be like, "Man, I like your games." He's like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who was it? Who was it?
1: There's some really fun
2: personalities. I
1: don't see him in the in the docs that uh that uh what that Danny does. Snow clip. Yeah. that Danny makes. I don't I don't see him in the docs, but maybe maybe he was a part-time thing.
0: Those are good docs, by the way. Those are good documentaries.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched a couple. I need to watch the
2: rest uh, now that they released the 1.0. But yeah, go, go ahead, George. Hades, 1.0. Yeah. It's out of early access. I picked it up. I enjoy it. I I, I wonder if it's nostalgia or not, but I, I don't know if this is my favorite Supergiant game, but mm. it seems to be a lot of other people's favorite Supergiant games.
0: It does feel like this is the accumulation, the accumulation of all of their learnings. Mm. It, in how to make games and putting this game in early access and then building up the content over time definitely feels like it was the right decision to do it's like back to
2: bastion kind of like like isometric action game mash the action button huge splash damage (laughs) but that's one of the things that i thought was so super cool going from bastion to transistor to pyre is that they were all new genres new gameplay styles so going going back to one that they have done before, I don't, I'm not going to complain about it so much as I just don't know I, may, I might have to go back to the old Supergiant games to confirm, but I, like, I got tingles at, at Transistor and with mm. uh, Hades I get like giggles yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know on, on like the pyramid of pretty good feelings to have when playing a game, those both are at the top mm. but uh, yeah, the, the like tingles, the goosebumps that I got from the art and music of Transistors aren't quite as is blasting me away. I, I might also just be older and more depressed too. But yeah, there's still like super great two D art, really, really fun narrative design, incredibly. It's not two D. It's three D. Oh, really? Secret three D. Secret three D. Because there's so many tricks they employ that I would love to read about how they pull this shit yeah. off. Like this there's shadows is like, being casted.
0: This game is such a step up. I think if you look at like the polish, yeah. it's like on another level compared to the previous games, and so they were always top tier. But, man, with Hades, they've done such an incredible job of taking it to that next level.
1: It's a good example of early access compared to 1.0. Like, the only thing that needs to be cleaned up is the death animation. And that's pretty much it. I really? feel like everything else is I really cool. like
0: the death animation.
1: It looks too low res. I don't know why. <laughs> but this is, it looks low res on mine. Where the blood comes out.
0: Oh, you're,
2: you're playing the PC version if you guys were doing early access, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, I do kind of wish I got the PC version. Because on the Switch, like on full screen mode, sometimes the scaling is a little pixelated. And then in handheld mode, sometimes the font is really, really tiny. Mm. And I, I want to be in front of a big screen for a, a, a visual design that is this dense with, with detail and moving pieces. You like, you like it? You oh, yeah. No, no. I, I like it. I like it. Um, h- how does it compare to the early access version? I wonder. Because I, I did not play it until like oh, d- drastically different. Really? Like, I was scared
1: to walk in the lava in the first version. <laughs> it was it was rough. Why
0: is it easier now? I haven't played 1.0 yet, but it is a tough I game. I feel like
1: I wouldn't say it's easier, it's more balanced. It doesn't
2: seem that difficult to me. It seems it's fair not, and tough, yeah. but not like Dark Soulsy. It, no, it's it's it gets bad though. It gets bad.
0: Oh no, but it's a roguelike. So it's roguelike difficulty. Yeah. It, I'm having an
2: easier time with this than other roguelikes. Like, like, and one thing I do see a lot of people say is that Hades in the, the early part of your runs will equip you with pretty powerful stuff mm, early on.
0: Yeah, if you select the right boons, you can have a pretty good run. Yeah,
2: Doom?
0: No Doom problem. Doom and
1: shield? Mm, you like the shield? I, 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 I was doing spear first. I do like the shield.
2: I used the spear. And I got
1: all the way to the end on my fourth run. And I was just like, yeah, and I felt like good about it, but the doom, the doom shield is just like fucking broken.
2: Spear, <laughs> you spear and shield, <laughs> spear and shield, I find damn good fun, but my main is the bow. If I can get an upgrade that makes the charge shot window wider, and then if I can put chain lightning on that from Zeus. <laughs> where whoever i shoot in the distance gets struck by lightning next to their friends who get struck by lightning it feels pretty pretty darn good in in your hands this game is is a power trip compared to the other super giant games like you you mash that attack button and the screen lights up with this like dazzling display of of damage effects that are still readable that i don't think i've like been this shocked by since bayonetta in terms of how much shit is going on on the screen that I can still coherently read, like like still that masterclass in visual design and narrative narrative design too. Like I'm I'm loving the the slow burn of um figuring out what what's going on with uh, the character and, and their family here. The personalities are cute. Th- this game is full of cute
0: people. <laughs> they are, and the gods are are just gorgeous to look at. They look yeah. amazing, <laughs> like. Deuces. I can't get over how much I love too. what is it? The uh, what uh, what's it called? The like androgynous god where it has both a male and female voice chaos. playing at the same chaos. time. Is it, it chaos? is it chaos? yeah, yeah. It
2: has like the mold of faces yeah, on the bottom. Yeah, the design
0: wow. is like persona, Shin Megami Tensei persona levels good. Like yeah. they look amazing. I gotta yeah. wonder how uh, uh
2: mm, mm, let's say uh, uh thirsty the the character designers might have been because because whether or not you're into boys or girls these characters are like for everybody. Beautiful. They, they are eye candy yeah. they're
1: beautiful i mean they're gods right they're, they're they, so that's delicious. that's what they're supposed to look like i i would say
2: this is the best way the best olympians i've ever seen <laughs> You know? I, I love how they're all kind of patronizing to you, too. Like, yeah. they do sound like old relatives talking See? down to you. Yeah.
0: I, I, I like how caring they are. Like, I, it is like one big incestuous family of gods, and I love how caring they are. Of What's his name? Zeke or whatever. Um, oh, Zagreus. Zagreus. So, Ooh, so. And
2: the name is so fucking cool. How many times
1: have you guys beat the game? I haven't beaten it yet. I haven't beaten it. Uh, so I beat it a few times. It doesn't You're ahead end. Of us. Yeah, it doesn't end. Like, okay, I can't, I can't say much. But there is a story that continues to happen. It's not about one run. It's about yeah, it's multiple true runs. True roguelike, right? Multiple huh. runs.
0: Meet everybody.
1: Multiple runs and story unlocks as you progress.
2: And I really like how the runs through the early area, Mount Tartarus, feel different than when you first boot the game and start up. Like you unlock new chambers for those old worlds that will change your strategy as you go through them again.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, bosses change. I mean, so much like the game does not end And, and not in a term, not in terms of like, oh, the game doesn't end. You can keep playing if you want and unlock everything no it like there's bosses change uh, you get bounties that change the game there's like more story more character development more stuff you can do with the characters like there's there's a lot there's a lot to do yeah so it's more about completing runs on harder difficulties and um upgrading your weapons with uh that blood that titan blood that you get uh to get like different as- aspects which is to change the weapon entirely Well, sort of uh, changes the look and stuff. But yeah, like it's a good it's 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 a good one. It's 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 a good one. I don't I don't know if I'm that good to keep, <laughs> to keep going through the bounties, but me neither. The few times I've played, I was like, yeah, this is fun. This is good. I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I'm not, I'm not a roguelike type of player. I like to beat the game and be beat and, and that's it. I don't like to repeat, 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 repeat. Yeah. I'm not yeah. that type of gamer anymore.
0: Yeah, I love it. Even if I never finish the game, I, that loop, I think it's why I'm drawn to roguelikes quite frequently. Is I like yeah. the mechanical loop and I just like jumping in and experimenting. Because mm-hmm. as you mentioned, like, roguelikes never tend to have an ending. So yeah,
1: it's kind of, you can play that. It forever. doesn't
0: really matter to me. I just want to enjoy that. The experimentation. It's almost like the journey is more important than the ending. Yeah. I wonder
2: if that's one of the things that's, that's keeping me from feeling the same kind of magic and tingles as their earlier games is the repetition. Cause like I can handle repetition in multiplayer games fine. But in single-player games, it feels like a totally different beast to me. Like yeah. Whatever weird formative childhood events set up my tastes for now, apparently we're, we're not friendly to single-player do the loop over and over again and experiment with it. I, I get it. I see the appeal, but it, mm. it really doesn't absorb into my brain as well as it does other people.
0: I maybe think it's because it's not as heavy on the narration as the other games. And like that doesn't feel like that continuous Logan Cunningham soothing mm. nature. Oh, but you Logan do have Zagreus. Oh. You know, you do have Zagreus building up over time, talking to you about stuff.
2: Darren Korb is Zagreus. Uh, Logan Cunningham is a lot of people. Uh, Does Darren do
0: Zagreus?
2: Wow. Uh huh. Uh-huh. His real
0: life voice is very different.
2: Oh gosh! Supergiant games, <laughs> the voice it, acting Liam. direction, Darren's
0: Darren's music, God it's damn! Darren's insane. music is incredible. I swear, the
2: amount of voices that like Darren and Logan can pull off, their range is incredible. I don't know how like little quirky indie pseudo indie studio Supergiant keeps a hold of them They're, they seriously have to have some of the best talent at this shit in the world the
1: funny thing is like for bastion logan was like the roommate the fucking roommate right am i getting that wrong liam <laughs> no, he was the right. roommate of one of these dudes he's like oh, i need some voice lines and Fucking was phenomenal. How does that how does that happen? It was like meant to fucking be. There's some interview and he says that. He was like, Oh, I'm just a roommate. (laughs) Some black (laughs)
0: dude. Yeah.
3: I was just like,
1: pretty, pretty amazing,
0: right? I I think I think that kind of thing can happen. I think if we asked you, you know, we took those worm voice packs you made. I'd love to do voice acting. Added them a bit of reverb on them, sent them off. Somebody would be like, "Hey, we should have this dude on a game oh man i would I would love to do that I would love to see do there you I go, s- putting on that voice, man, get that voice out i
2: I was <laughs> so shocked to find out that Logan was also the announcer and pyre because the announcer in pyre sounds like like a skinny, shrill yeah. british white guy, and if you take one yeah. look at Logan, that's not yeah. <laughs> I don't know how he pulls that off, but uh." In, in Hades, he plays Lord Hades. Get out of here, boy. He, he does play the storyteller. Yeah. He plays Poseidon and Charon, but he also plays Achilles, and I would
0: not have guessed that. What? That, yeah, he's Achilles. Oh my
2: god.
0: His range is pretty insane. He can do
2: deep, powerful, reverberating commands coming from heaven, and he can also do like a more lightweight, friendly, fun person next to your side, uh cheering you up along the way, chap.
1: Oh my god, he's Achilles. Wow, that caught me off guard. Okay. Wow. Wow. I'm impressed. I'm oh, impressed. Yeah. He's come a oh, long yeah. way from Bastion, let me tell you. And he's always been good, but Jesus Christ. Um I was I, listen. Bastion, Transistor was one of my favorites. Pyre wasn't one of my favorites, but it was different i liked pyre yeah, i liked pyre exactly you liked pyre you know like that that i felt
0: attached to the characters and that obviously somebody who likes soccer anyway i didn't mind the arcadey sports game it was attached to the, the it feels problem. like pyre is the type of game i would make that's what it feels like so oh I yeah it. Yes. <laughs> it is the kind of dumb shit idea that i would make the
2: fact that they go from from like isometric hack and slash to like stop turn based pseudo real time strategy to like an off soccer sports game i thought was such a interesting progression of genres it's so and- weird
0: because you would think like aesthetically and and stuff you'd be like man all these games are sequels of each other but they're so wi- wildly different and yeah credits to Supergiant for how fresh they keep their games and yeah. how just pure damn solid they are. Yeah. It's, for
1: real. There's nothing else like this stuff, man.
0: Mhm.
1: This this it's, a, it's,
0: it's pretty incredible.
1: It's a it's a worthy game for 20 bucks. If you Can't like roguelikes it. like and you're not playing this, you're
2: missing out, I say. Mm. Have they, have they hit a 10-year anniversary? I think Bastion was 2011. So in one year, we can say that they've been around for 10 years, never made a bad game.
1: Yeah. None of these are bad that, games. Not even close. Very true. I, I, whoever does the writing is pretty
0: phenomenal, too. That is Greg. Good old Greg. Greg Cassavan.
2: Yeah, it was it was also founded by a game reviewer, which like gives me at least a little bit of hope look.
0: for the future. Greg is an amazing, amazing guy.
1: Founded by a game reviewer, really.
0: He was. He was he was originally GameSpot's like top reviewer, dude. You look at old reviews at GameSpot and you'll see Kevin Van Ord and Greg having kicking it up, and now both of them are in video game development. Greg He's running Super like... Giant and Kevin over at um Larian. Making Belda's Gate? Wait,
1: is Greg the, the, the... Let me see.
0: Bold guy with Bald glasses. Bald
2: glasses. Oh, was that the guy I talked to? <laughs> Greg it might Cassatton? have been. He definitely looks different than uh, the younger talent on the team. He's, he's, he's the very, dad. He's a very shy guy in real life. Yeah, yeah, but
3: <laughs> Is yeah, that him? Probably it. Hey, um,
1: <laughs> let me see. Super chat. Might be. I mean, if he's the only... But he's in the dock, so you will have seen him. He's the co-founder of the studio. It might have been, actually, yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, I mean, this was years ago, so you might have looked younger, yeah. Yeah, it was Transistor. I, went, I waited in line. Man, two, it must have been like 2013, 2014. Wow. I waited in line to play it. Wow. Damn. We're, we're old.
0: We're old. Greg Kasabin.
1: Yeah, but yeah.
2: Well, yeah. well <laughs> deep breath. I
0: spent breath. I spent all of today playing multiplayer Spelunky Two. Speaking of roguelikes, that might be my yeah. next step after uh, Hades on the Switch. And when the PC Vision comes out, I'll probably have more to say. But I had a great day today playing Spelunky Two. I need someone day, to play that game with. <laughs> I can't. I can't believe I've realized I'm really bad at Spelunky.
2: I love me some Spelunky. So, so I have an important question: How mm. how bullshit difficult is it? Because my God, I love me some spelunky, but Jesus Christ, sometimes it's it's spelunky, it's exactly as you remember,
0: but it has this really so nice. So you can fresh still
2: blink and miss it, and, and, and yeah, and ran you over. die
0: all the time, and it feel, it doesn't. That's the amazing thing about spelunky. I still can't get over is that you just go again. It didn't feel bullshit. You're like, yep, I expected that. There's a trap right there. That's what killed me. I should have threw that thing. And you always explain to yourself why he died, because that's how good Spelunky is. So a friend had got the PC version early, so he was like, let's play some multiplayer. So went and had a few beers and played some local um, co-op, and it worked really nicely. And we got to four-one, so we did pretty well. But I'm terrible, um, and he was pretty much carrying me the whole time. But it works really nicely. It's really good. And it seems like Splunky 2 is a really good game. So I'm looking forward to playing it also single player by myself. Um, But I'll wait until the PC version comes out. That's pretty much me this week, to be honest. This game terrifies me, man.
1: I don't think I can play this game by myself.
0: Hey, man, you finished Hades. You can finish Spelunky.
2: Yeah, I'm having a far easier time not dying in Hades than I was in Spelunky. Yeah, 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 they're completely different different. games. Yeah, Yeah. they're
0: completely different games.
2: Spelunky seems like it's for way more hardcore gamer kids. Oh, for sure, Hades does. I mean, you could die just accidentally, like pressing the attack button. Like,
0: yes,
1: yes, you (laughs) you know what I'm saying. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I will I will watch some people play it, I think. <laughs> Unless I play with somebody.
2: Spelunky is easily the most fun I've had making it maybe no more than forty percent of the way through the content the game has to offer because of difficulty. <laughs> yeah. I mean how many how many times have you uh stolen something from a from a shopkeeper? Yeah, man. You know? if you can learn how to pull it off it's, yeah yeah that's sure. I,
0: there was one run today where i jumped in front i set up a trap and the trap was aiming directly at the shopkeeper and i couldn't see the shopkeeper off the screen and the trap just shot the shopkeeper and he immediately came out and shot me and i was like <laughs> what the fuck just happened
2: there's a I lot of like that.
0: there's a lot of like Almost like chemical reaction catalyst stuff in Spelunky 2. That you know, one had a lot of it, but two kind of blows it out of the water a little bit.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But it very much so far is it's Spelunky, it's just a fresh coat of paint, a really nice, fresh coat of paint. Um, so looking forward to playing it for George. Oh boy, we got a lot of we got a lot of shit to talk about, so we should get on to it.
2: We finally four players on the same screen at the same time. Let's say it together because now we can play it together. We got a lot. We, we got a mountain to climb. Uh, <laughs> we we have a Herculean task. Did you have cell phone service when you were out in the mountains? Because I'm telling you, like every fucking hour, something happened this week. This everything... is easily going to be. Yeah, I was by the river yesterday
0: when this shit happened
2: easily going to be the biggest busiest week in news and first up is something that happened yesterday we would not have talked about this if we didn't uh have a have a one-day delay in our recording schedule this week bethesda is now a subsidiary of microsoft microsoft has bought Zenimax slash bethesda game studios whatever you want to call it this is one of the biggest acquisitions in video game history, they spent $7.5 billion on this. That's about $5 billion more dollars than they spent on Mo Yang. This is three and a half billion more dollars than Disney spent purchasing Star Wars and Marvel. This I
0: can't
2: believe it believe or, how much
0: money this is. It's insane. Like, they they like who would have thought Bethesda was worth more money than Marvel? It makes so much
2: perfect business sense when you think about it. They're such clever bastards. They ooh, this was an ace in the hole. This potentially means that everything we were saying a week ago about how the Xbox One S is, is a better value proposition for, for lower budgeted consumers has now like increased that value proposition two, three, maybe fourfold, depending on whether or not they want to go forward with uh, Xbox exclusivity. That's up in the air. They've said that the Xbox exclusivity for future Bethesda games is going to be addressed on a case-by-case basis.
0: Which means <laughs> we will be kind for now with the older <laughs> <Yeah>. titles, <laughs> but we will, with new titles, make sure you buy an Xbox.
2: But the biggest way this is going to affect the average consumer as of yesterday is the announcement that Bethesda future games are going to be included on Xbox Game Pass on launch day. Fuck you. So Elder Scrolls 6, which is coming out eventually, is going to be a $15 a month subscription.
0: What did I tell you? What what did I tell you? And you think about it. $15 a month. Think about it. That's a lot. A new new game on the Xbox or the PS5 might be $70 to $80. That is literally four to five months of Xbox Game Pass subscriptions in one title alone. So if you forego buying Elder Scrolls 6 and you just buy the Game Pass subscription to play this game for six months, which is the total of that game anyway, you have access to all those games, all those other games. Yeah. It's crazy.
1: It's nuts. Yeah i wish windows was actually a fucking good uh (laughs) a good os but you know this is not a bad this is not a bad decision to make having an xbox game pass it's not a bad decision to make
2: it's so freaking smart they have cornered a shitload of the market with this deal and and it's it's a mind-boggling amount of money to visualize and and Vertical Integration and Wealth Consolidation, which which I'll probably rant about in a minute. But um, until then, what have already been announced as, uh, <laughs> as PlayStation console exclusives made by Bethesda are still going to be coming out as PlayStation console exclusives. So that's basically Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo. So Microsoft is making money on PC game sales and PlayStation game sales for a little while they are now incentivized the end of the console wars may be upon us because they are now incentivized they will make money
0: off of sales on their competing platforms i mean they already were they were making money on switch minecraft and ps5 minecraft ps4 minecraft but yeah it this it, is this is insane. This they, is insane. They they
2: want to tear down the walls between us and have
0: Bethesda multi-platform. AAAs. Microsoft bought Bethesda. This fucking and and this is the other slight icing on the cake. And even though we can talk about capitalism, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, the way Microsoft have actually approached buying these studios, from what I hear internally, in you know places like Double Fine and. Um, what are the Ninja Theory and other studios that they've bought, is Microsoft literally just buy you, fund you, and leave you alone. They send gifts to the studio now and again to be like, good job, thanks for your hard work. But they creatively just leave you the hell alone to do the work those studios are already doing. So Bethesda, it's a no-brainer if you're ZeniMax. You're like, 70.5 billion, we just keep doing what we're doing? Fuck yeah, of course we will. Like it's insane, insane.
2: You also gotta consider the dynamics of what genres have been selling consoles for the past decade. Over the past few years, Sony has um, poured a shitload of money into single-player cinematic campaigns, like super duper high quality, <laughs> which which is is among that that same sort of shtick. Yeah. Um, and of the third-party publishers, Bethesda is one of the other last bastions of big, high-quality single-player campaigns among their their Doom and Wolfenstein games and whatever Elder Scrolls and Fallout is gradually turning into. So that also means that Microsoft now has a stable of high-quality single-player campaigns that might not be coming out on PlayStation. We don't know. They're going to decide that on a case-by-case basis. But in terms of like grabbing games that can directly compete with Sony, with what are arguably bigger, better budgets than what Sony has to throw around now? If they just threw on seven point five billion dollars on this stuff, then that really levels the playing field, really really levels the playing field between the two and makes PC gaming a more attractive proposition for the next couple years as well, as if it already wasn't.
1: Can you guys explain what was going on with uh, the whole console war thing? I heard people talking about that Xbox has better exclusives now or some bullshit like that. What would it?
0: (laughs) As of yesterday, maybe. (laughs) Not until then, though. Uh, That's the thing uh, is like, what Sony had told them, (laughs) what they had going for them. And, you know, we recorded last week's episode before the ps5 showcase which we'll get onto in a minute or is kind of mixed in with all this anyway is that ps5 had exclusive announcements god of war final fantasy 16 etc etc and that's what they had going for them and now imagine if the next elder scrolls game or the next fallout game was an xbox or pc exclusive that's pretty tight like for microsoft Like that is. You think they would do the Elder
2: Scrolls only
0: on Xbox?
2: I don't want to call it.
0: I don't think they can. Can't they? I don't want to call it. They can do whatever they want now. Mm -hmm. They've already spent the money. They can. They can
2: retcon that. They can retcon that. They could have Bethesda develop a PlayStation version, and Microsoft would still make their money anyway. Oh, okay. Well, yeah,
1: but. As long as
0: they, they get a version, what would they retcon? I mean, the game doesn't even it, like exist. They didn't announce it for PS4 and 4. No, they five. just announced that it was in development.
1: Oh, people just
0: assumed. I mean, you can change if there's no if there's no deal signed, then you can do whatever the hell you want. Microsoft have obviously bought Bethesda knowing entirely what Bethesda's roadmap is for the next ten years, probably. So. They know what's happening. And Microsoft probably have a very good understanding of what the hell they want to be doing. It's a lot of money, though. Um, but then, Mike, this is how crazy, like, crazy, crazy rich Microsoft are. is literally, I think Xbox is 12% of Microsoft's total revenue. So,
2: It's super important to mention they are crazy rich because of Game Pass, not because of Xbox sales. No, but
0: Microsoft is just crazy rich. Anyway, Microsoft, Microsoft are crazy rich. Xbox, in its entirety, only makes up 12% of their entire revenue streams. And that includes everything related to the Xbox branding. And that obviously makes as much money as Sony does on the PlayStation branding, which predominantly makes all of Sony's money. So it's pretty crazy. We will see. I mean, PS5 has the exclusive announcements so far for next gen. We've actually seen next gen games from PS5. But we haven't seen anything next gen yet from Xbox. There's Halo Infinite. <laughs> yes, I guess so. Um, but I will admit, like until I see like more from the PS5, like I can't imagine not buying an Xbox instead. Like there's just so much value for your money. And it will pay dividends once you can play the latest Xbox Skyrim exclusive, like, on day one for free. Not free, but, you know, subscription free. Like, it's crazy.
1: So, just to put the numbers on a table, it says 15 million subscribers to Xbox Game Pass. I'm assuming, assuming that's Xbox and PC. Yeah, I think so. That's five million on top of um the milestone they did in April. In April it was ten million. That means five million more yeah. during coronavirus. That's insane.
0: And how many more do you think are gonna join now, thanks to the next gen consoles?
1: Oh, it's gonna be insane. It's gonna that, be pretty crazy. Lot, that's a lot of people paying ten dollars a month or whatever. Everyone, everyone yeah. every number is different.
2: But well, like now it's still, fifteen dollars, uh, yeah. right? So gotta gotta watch out for trials and deals with this thing.
0: Holy! Like, why shit. would you buy? Like, I, I, it's it, like the thing that will happen is more devs will be interested in being on Game Pass, meaning more value, meaning more games. For Xbox to put on there, meaning it becomes like Netflix for video games for users. And
1: I'm and okay like with everybody.
0: It and everybody was <laughs> apprehensive about Netflix in the beginning, but now, like everybody has a Netflix. Everyone situation. has Netflix. Netflix and, it's and it's a show the, is like the. Word. It's a part of yeah. the cultural zeitgeist, right? Yeah. yeah. So, like with cloud gaming being the where things are heading currently. Having two different versions of a console, one all digital that's cheaper, and then one that's your big bad thing. Big boy. Also, having your subscription go across PC. So if you own a PC as well, you can do it for $15 a month. Like those, that's not a, that's $15 a a month is not much, guys. I'm I'm not gonna, (sighs) you know? It's, it's pretty crazy. It's not much. It's so smart. I'm looking at a
2: Sony's. Quarter one 2020 financial report. And I'm seeing about a uh operating income of this year's first quarter at around one point zero thirty billion dollars. This deal is worth entire years of Sony the entire corporation, not just the PlayStation branding's revenue. I I'm really scared. Wait, are you
0: talking about operating costs? You said quarter one operating costs.
2: They, they call it sales and operating revenue.
0: I mean, that's going to be entirely a lot less than their actual assets, but yeah. I, I don't think PlayStation is going to fizzle out this soon, right? I don't think so either. I think the brand loyalty behind PlayStation will carry it for a long time. But yeah. Especially I feel in like Japan. Unless they make the conscious effort... To head in a direction that is as big of a value proposition as what Xbox can provide. They they literally kind of are surviving off exclusives, really. Because I think we can talk about the PS5 showcase a little bit here because it's hard not to jump ahead without in this without talking about it. But yeah. launch day, PS5, apart from Demon Souls, and if you like Spider-Man, they are next gen, but you can buy both you can buy the Spider-Man game on PS4. And I th- supposedly maybe at one point you'll be able to buy dark uh, demon souls on PC. It's an
2: exclusive.
0: Why would you PC? spend five hundred dollars on a PS5? Well,
2: we, 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 we should go over some of the downsides. Cause like I'm I'm uneasy about what kind of situation this could create ten, twelve years from now. Like like in the past, giant corporate mergers have created a lot of fun energy for the first two years and then And then after a while, that generally fizzles out and people are left with the reality that, oh, no, there's not as many businesses competing anymore in the entire course of the industry. In the sixth console generation, over the course of the lifetime of the original Xbox to the end of the Xbox 360, Microsoft was not a great place to be handling a PC gaming ecosystem at the time. Games for Windows Live was bad. The Windows 10 UWP app system is bad. Like We could go back there if they decide to later on because they are incentivized to make more money off of sales of Xboxes than the Windows operating system.
0: I I don't know. It depends on what the Game Pass numbers are on PC, but yes.
2: The move to subscription bundles and games as a service in general does make a priority out of um, games that can last for a long time as a service game and be replayable forever versus games that can make their revenue from units sold if a game gets deleted from that library there's potential incentives that could be coming up later on for them to create exclusivity around concepts of artificial scarcity and digital only products that still exist on servers somewhere but never in the end consumer's own homes for their own safekeeping in the long term you gotta wonder if studios like arcane and machine games are going to make long high quality single player campaigns in an economic environment that does not incentivize that sort of value.
0: I mean, I understand what you're saying, but I think at this moment in time, I think all power is with devs like Xbox Game Pass cannot survive without games. So, Xbox have to do what Apple Arcade have done, which is basically cuff up the dough up front and get devs on board because devs lose their exclusive their their like their revenue share as like from day one right it's like the troy total war on epic right then there has to be that publishing deal with game pass that is sweet enough that you are going to forego until a certain point in time being able to put their game on other platforms and that is going to be a projected amount of money that you think you would be earning anyway at the barest minimum and then Everything else that comes with that, you know, fanboys complaining about exclusivity, negative press on the internet because you're an exclusive, et cetera, et cetera. So Microsoft have to be sweetening the deal. And I think, you know, they have enough money to be doing that. So the power is with the devs to take those deals. Currently, there is no such thing like that, it seems. But you're you're damn right that there might come a point where Game Pass is the the sweet nugget that you want to be a part of. But the only games that get accepted are the games that have higher retention rates for players yeah i don't think that necessarily works on consoles that well i don't high retention rate games like mobile titles we've never seen on consoles because it's not the platform for them they don't work so i'm not really sure you could look at and argue for battle royale style titles and multiplayer titles might be the things that do that But it's yet to be seen, right? Consoles have been, there's a reason why Sony are going to pay, what, 200 million to make another God of War. The game was wildly successful. People are going to buy it. So I don't think we're in that end game yet. But yeah, I guess there is one eye on looking at that might happen. I mean, Apple Arcade has shown that that can happen, but in a very minor way
2: and And one of the things to worry about is the price of that subscription service getting jacked up way later if the competition narrows down. Ultimately, you don't want oligopolies and monopolies in an industry because it drives prices up for the consumer. Competition is generally seen as good for industries and and in capitalism, and what this deal means is it's vertical integration we We just went through a decade of this this stuff happening in On a huge scale, I I mentioned earlier Marvel uh, getting bought up by Disney, Star Wars getting bought up by Disney, but that's just a drop in the bucket compared to the stuff that was happening after the the Deregulation Communications Deregulation Act in 1996, where AOL and Time Warner merged in a deal that was something like one hundred and eighty billion dollars. The idea of the video game industry contracting into smaller and smaller mega companies is something that really really does not make me feel that secure in in our future.
0: No, I mean the harsh reality is this is the entire I mean it's in America where these things happen like yeah, yeah. the American way of capitalism allows for this kind of business. Um I think it does lead to value for consumers um Look at Disney Plus, right? How much can you get out of Disney Plus? You can see Marvel, you see Star Wars, you can see Disney, all in one place, conveniently for a price. Like if you look at it that way, like that's quite that's quite great. You can watch all of the Simpsons and then watch all of the Marvel movies back to back, and the Star Wars movies, and then you can watch Mickey Mouse. It is like this is the world we live in where these conglomerates can do that. It is great value for the consumer, but it is scary if you're running a business. Unless you get seventy seven point $7. five billion billion and then you can just be like, well, we did our best now, Microsoft owns it.
2: The value and convenience of all that does come at a long-term price for, for the kind of economy that the consumers are going to be living in generations down the road. Copyright law has completely flipped upside down from its original intention in the United States because of Disney lobbyists and how much money they can throw around that the uh, fact that all of the video games we love and know in our lives are never going to be in the public domain until long after we're dead because of the lobbying power Disney has gained by cornering their control over the industry. I I do believe that one of the reasons why American politics is in such a bad place right now is that all of our media industry is in control of, like, six companies.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: I mean... Yeah.
0: You can dive deep into the fact that America is brainwashing you in multiple ways, but um, in terms of video games, it is going to be interesting to see how Sony responds. And I feel like if we now move on to the PS5 showcase... That I woke up at 4 a.m. to watch, which was not a good idea. Um,
2: oh, you don't got to watch these things while they happen. Just read the news after the fact.
0: I like the... I still live for the the old E3 hype. I, I <laughs> like the train. Ye oldie hype. Ye oldie. I thought it was pretty good. I'm still... I've still no idea where you'd buy a game on day one. Uh, buy the PS5 on day one, but I thought it was pretty good. I mean... Starting off with Final Fantasy XVI is one way of fucking getting people enticed to uh, use a dose of color. But interested, I,
1: I'm not a, I'm not a fan of sixteen to be honest.
2: Hopefully it's good though. <gasps> Hopefully it's good. is, it, it's the kind of game where you might get excited if you know the names involved. A quick look at the trailer might not. But the names involved have a it's a pretty spicy combination. It's the director. Oh do, my combat god, I was director. really excited. <laughs> <laughs> but Liam, Liam, take it away then. So sell us on Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, please. It
1: looks like Game of Thrones, but uh, like uninteresting.
0: George is right though, that one of the strongest things is that the people involved in 16 are basically the people involved with Final Fantasy 14. No more Numera, right? He he he's off doing the Final
2: Fantasy remakes.
0: No more heroes no more. He, he, Mr. Belton Zippers
2: is not involved in this yeah. one. And you can tell by just like a quick look at it. Mr. It looks Kingdom like Kingdom
0: Hearts is not involved. <laughs> and we got instead Naoki Yoshida, Yoshipi, director and producer of Final Fantasy XIV. And then we got a a, a a great and that's supposed to be good. Yeah, because <laughs> it 14, depends. 14 is like the thing everybody has like wanted out of final fantasy for a long time what is it the classic tropes of final fantasy dragoons and bahamut and titan and everything like that appear in 14 as like the aeons and all that kind of stuff like looking at 16 it's like witcher final fantasy but it harks back to basically final fantasy 6 and 4 and 5 and looks great I think. Yeah, I am a fan of
2: that stuff. When I
0: first looked at the trailer, it looked
2: kind of brown and dull and, and mm. boring. But when I took a closer look at these characters, and it was like, huh, you know, their armor looks a little more grounded. And huh, that monster looks looks a little more like a real animal. Like, I, I am a fan of the older aesthetic that they are going here. So that did, like, when I researched into
0: the names behind it, my interest went from like, to like, to like, I watched the trailer a few times, like the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, that looks good. It doesn't look like a Final Fantasy game. But then I watched it again. And I was like, okay, yeah, they got dragoons, they got Bahamut and everything. The one thing that stood out to me about this trailer, it seems like the main characters actually turn into the summons. Like that one kid turns into a phoenix. The other kid turns into basically Bahamut. They like, pull their devil trigger. <laughs> yeah, basically pulled their devil trigger and turned into these things. Like it says like they summon that. Their- icon or something, or their their ego or something in the trailer, and it seems like one soldier on per army is kind of like the designated summon teleporter. So it seems like you're gonna be able to play as the summon, which is kind of cool.
2: We don't know for sure how the combat system works. This was a trailer, not a gameplay demo, but it does actually
0: look like it might actually be single-person action hack-and-slash rather than it definitely is because the person who is in charge is i forget his name but they he recently moved from Capcom where he worked on Devil May Cry Monster Hunter and now he's the combat director of Square Enix
2: so it might be a final fantasy game with real time non rpg
0: like like devil may cry combat and that's going to be interesting i think it's probably going to be Basically what we had in the 7 remake, but the actual, like, melee combat that Cloud does is actually good instead of just (laughs) mash Square. (laughs) (laughs) So imagine imagine playing Devil May Cry, but then Mm -hmm. you paused it to do Fire Magic or, like, Blizzaga. Fuck yeah, that's gonna be good.
2: (laughs) So it's a weird weird place you look at the trailer that game looks a lot less interesting than when you really look at the trailer with like a tab of yeah. wikipedia next i to agree it. i agree that's <laughs> like the george way of watching
1: a trailer <laughs> tab <of> wikipedia <laughs> and a book of odyssey you're right
0: it's like it's the game of thrones the witcher kind of yeah
1: mixing in i it's uh i'm not i don't know if i want a fantasy 14 game but but the comment does look interesting
0: well
2: well you do like 14 don't you
1: that that's definitely a fact but the
2: story Mm. i
3: don't
1: know i've
2: seen so many final fantasy 14 fans lose their shit over this announcement final fantasy 14 fans are are
0: ravenous jerking off every day to to these game trailers distressed they yeah and i think i think yoshi p has proved himself i mean look at 14 right it's the
1: yeah if it's like the story like reborn if it if it has any no, of no, the no, ending I, I, of like reborn every- no 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 no. i want the ending of reborn in this game if it's anything yes. like that
2: that's what's cool about it that's that is the team and not have heaven's sword or whatever
1: the shit's called heaven's was great less of that more of reborn the ending of that, then I'm on board. Did
0: you finish Heaven's Ward? It's so good. I want
1: some little finger action, okay? Little if they're going finger. Game of Thrones, I want some little finger action. I don't need some boring ass fucking Final Fantasy gameplay. I don't want it. I You're don't not care gonna how get good it. the combat That's is, not it. It's still fucking boring. But it's a game that ha- only has a trailer, so I'm just talking shit. I will hope it's good.
0: And it was on PC, not PS5. Okay, it...
2: this is a whole nother can of worms. Wait, what? It's Do what? we think Final Fantasy sixteen is gonna come out on PC or not?
0: Cause probably.
2: I mean What a clusterfuck. This is
0: this is a whole
2: nother news topic in itself is like whether or not these games are coming out on PC as well as PS5.
1: They always get delayed, right? And then they have Which a PC is release
2: fine. like a Windows.
0: It's not fine. Are you talking about the emulating the PS5 experience? Is that... What uh, you're
2: yeah, about? the disclaimer that they put on the trailer said that this was PC footage emulating the PS5 experience.
0: See, to me, that like that is hilarious that people would even point that out. I mean, all games are developed on PC. They all start on PC. Like, <laughs> games are made on PC and then port... The normies don't know that.
2: Yeah, they put this in the trailer... They think it's all developed on the PlayStation. This is in the commercial for the normies.
0: Do you think people, like, they turn up with a PS5, they're like, okay, time to make a game on this thing. Yeah. It's it's very strange. If a plumber, they may never even think about it. To me, all it screams is that Square Enix didn't get any PS5 dev kits, is possibly what happened. (laughs) And then they're just like, well, we've seen the specs of what it is. So we'll build a PC Aye. that matches those specs exactly. That sounds like and a nightmare. Then, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's, that's game dev. If we did that on GTA Five when we had to port next gen stuff, we built PCs that matched the specs before they were, um, before they were officially released on those dev kits. And then we ported the game. It didn't easily transfer over, did it? Yeah, it did. Oh, it did? Okay, so it's yeah. that easy. Okay. I mean, architecture architecture has gotten a lot better from Xbox One to PS4 onwards. They're mm. more like PCs than ever before. Yeah. Yeah. PS3 was, like, non-existent, right? Like, it has a fucked-up BIOS. But basically, I mean, all games, regardless, they're going to be on DS or whatever. They're built on PC. So it is kind of weird. It is funny that it said emulating the PS5 experience because it... I don't know whether legally they have to say that, because like when they say all footage is captured on PS5 or whatever, I don't know whether legally they're saying that or if it's an advertising thing. I don't even know why you would just even put that at the front unless they have to legally say that. I don't know why.
2: That's why when I saw that, I was like, oh, they're trying to sell me on the game in the respect I would be able to buy it on my platform of choice, big dick PC gaming. Like, I got more excited seeing that disclaimer than if it wasn't there.
1: I, I mean, I want it on PC for
2: sure. That also happened when I saw the trailer for the Demon Souls remake.
1: Oh, that has to be on PC.
0: Because that was a mess, though, because that, that, the emulating PS5 experience is different. Because it literally said, so this is the thing. Sony are obviously all up and messed up. Well, we can talk about the pre-order stuff in a minute as well. They're fucked because obviously the Xbox stuff got announced and Sony scrambled to put something together. They obviously were planning it, but they were like, oh, we have to probably push this forward faster. And they prob- the price was probably higher. And all of a sudden they have to put this video together. And Demon's Souls is a launch day game. It's a launch day game. But in that showcase, they didn't say whether or not Demon's Souls was a launch day thing. And then they handed the PC thing at the bottom that then they retracted. They
2: removed a trailer from YouTube that got released on YouTube and had millions of views. Now, when you click on the link all the news websites were reporting on, it brings you to this trailer was taken down by the original uploader, Sony, and it's been replaced with one that doesn't mention the PC at all. Someone fucked up. Let let the secret slip. And now I know
0: that I don't got to buy a PlayStation.
2: So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the thing is the showcase didn't show what the launch list was. People literally had to go look after like a press release to see what the actual launch day titles were going to be because they didn't even say anything. Everyone sat there like, what am I actually going to play on November 12th? Because Final Fantasy 16 ain't coming out on uh, on November 12th, but possibly Miles Morales It It was so weird.
2: so so weird
1: miles is exclusive
2: miles morales is playstation 4 and 5 oh and that really kills me because when mark cerny was given his technical presentation on the behind closed doors presentation on the the ps5 ssd spider-man was the game they Mm. were demoing like that was supposed to show off what you can do with a with the next gen that
0: powerful ssd and
2: now it's coming out on the current gen consoles so how big of a deal was that in the first place i got to wonder
1: yeah launch man they they want they want to get those sales man it's hard to it's hard to pass up they don't they don't believe they probably i don't know i don't know who makes the decisions but like i mean like who's going to how many people are going to buy a ps5
2: it was a you clusterfuck. Know, it is if a clusterfuck. you were following it in real time, it was a clusterfuck. It, oh boy, that's, an, that's
1: tense, you know? Because it, fucking Xbox. Though.
2: The the launch games that are coming out, I'll, I'll read you guys the list, and you can stop me if you want to talk about <laughs> any of, of, of these games on the list. All right, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, Astro's Playroom, okay, Demon Souls remake, which yeah, I was looking. To- that's the to- one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the the killer app is that's Demon the Souls one. remake. Destruction All-Stars. What is de-
0: What? Okay, that's that's even new to me. What is Destruction All-Stars? No, it's it's, it's that really cool-looking car Monday night combat style looking
2: oh, where it's okay. like the
0: car combat one but you can get out of the cars and then Oh yeah,
2: okay. Yeah, now that I uh yeah. All right. <laughs> well. it
0: looks Fortnite. It looks Fortnite Fortnite, Fortnite is watch.
2: included as a launch title for the PlayStation 5. Um Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition. Oh, that is worth a mention. A next gen edition of DMC5 is coming out with advanced graphics and ray tracing and all that. But Great. Uh, for the PlayStation 5. Also on PC. The PC is getting an extra playable character, but not the next gen graphical features.
0: For a timed exclusive. This is where we're at. Ray tracing what? is a timed exclusive. A ray tracing update is a timed exclusive. It's mad. <laughs>
2: uh godfall
0: anyone care about godfall Uh,
1: in the beginning i did
0: i think i think that will surprise you i think once people maybe get over the fact that it's gearbox published i think that might surprise people if it plays as well as like maybe destiny 2 did on launch it's free it's free i'm I'm gonna
2: wait for word of mouth because i can't figure out what that game is supposed to be from what they've the quick trailer. I mean, it's
0: it's basically Destiny, but with melee weapons.
2: Uh, yeah, that doesn't sound like a George game to me. Yeah. Do you play Destiny?
0: Uh, uh-uh. nope. So, yeah, I guess so. not.
2: <laughs> uh, Marvel's Spider-Man, Miles Morales. We did mention that. Uh, Sackboy: A Big Adventure. Observer: System Redux. That's another one that <sighs> sailed over my head. Oh boy. Uh, what's worth mentioning is that many of these games are also coming out on PC. Uh, observers coming out on PC. A lot of others that they showed are supposed to be coming out on PC. Bug Snacks uh, is supposed to be coming out on PC. And that looks like another might have been a killer app had it not. Bug Snacks looks adorable. It reminds me of Viva Pinata. I'm looking forward to Bug Snacks.
0: But it's also coming out for PS4 and won't look any better on the PS5.
2: Resident Evil V I L L Aj is. Um... <laughs> Coming out on PC and PS5. And from what I can tell of the trailers, it's hard for me to know what the visual jump is at this point. There's some monsters who are showing up who don't have shadows. There's there's some faces that are no, stretched no, no, around no, no, the polygon. No, no. no, no. yeah, okay, you, you okay. Can't
1: Like um Prince of Pershit and. and
0: Oh my <laughs> yeah. god. Yeah. You, and you, you can't you stop. You stay stop. there. Stop. Yeah. Because
1: Village looks way bucket. better than, okay. than, than the Pershit. Okay.
2: <laughs> Gods and Monsters had its name changed to Immortals Phoenix Rising.
0: That is such a bad name.
2: Yeah, I don't like it as much as Gods and Monsters, but I still think they could come up with something better than Gods and Monsters.
0: I think they can certainly come up with something better than Immortals Phoenix Rising.
2: There's a really wacky element to this story. Monster Energy Drink filed opposition papers to their trademarks against the original Gods and Monsters title. Ubisoft is saying that they didn't change their name because of Monsters Energy, but that they were gonna do it anyway to Immortals Phoenix Rising. Uh, I love to join the hate on Ubisoft as much as the other guys, but as a Greekaboo, I really like the look of that game. I'm looking forward to it. It looks like Zelda, Breath of the Wild, and Greece, Yay. Agree-kaboo. Agree-kaboo. Harry Potter, Harry Potter Hogwarts Legacy
0: is another stupid can of worms. It's not, we have to be very clear. It's, it's not, it's not Harry Potter. It's Hogwarts Legacy.
2: Hogwarts Legacy is going to be taking place in the 1800s as an expanded universe prequel to the the the, the Harry Potter we all know and love. Dumbledore could be uh, a student in this time period. Oopsie whoopsie, J.K. Rowling hates transgender people now and just released a book where one of the... A crime novel where the serial killer is a crossdresser. Oh, no. Wait, what?
0: Oh, no. Wait, what? So Warner Brothers did did confirm that she doesn't gain anything from this, right? No,
2: she'll get royalties. She's not involved in the development, but it's still her IP. She doesn't get royalties either, I don't think. I don't think that's been confirmed or clarified anyway, and it's also not how this sort of business deal would work, right?
1: First, I still think Hogwarts Legacy looks fucking cool. I think I might, if it's a good game, I might play it. But holy shit. (laughs) Holy shit. But this is the same thing as, like, do you play Shadow Complex?
2: It looks good, but...
1: If Orson Scott Card hates the gays or some shit. You know? But
2: I don't know if it's going to feel good in your, your heart playing it. So,
0: yeah, it's the separating the creator thing again, isn't
1: it? It's it's, like- it or, or, or even the developers. I'm pretty sure we've all played games where some of the developers on the team
3: are mm-hmm. assholes. Mm-hmm.
1: There's a lot of dudes, and not all dudes are good. I'm a dude hater, <laughs> and I'm just gonna say it. so. You never know. You never know. Yeah,
0: yeah. Look, look Liam,
1: Liam, Liam, yeah. Liam, and George just went into default.
0: <laughs> it, it because it's so hard. Because I like it is wrong. It J.K. Rowling is obviously a trash garbage.
1: Yeah, that's that's a trash thing to do. To hate something so much that you write a book about it.
0: I know some people who personally are working on that game, and like. The backlash of, like, imagine announcing a game you've been working on for three years or four years or whatever, and then all of a sudden the, like, vitronic hate directed at you, even though it's nothing to do with you. It's not directed at the developers. It's directed at the... Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. It categorically was. It's like, how could you work on something like this, et cetera, et cetera. Like, blah, blah, blah. We're not going to buy your game. You support JK Rowling, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It's like the internet is such a strange place sometimes in that you can be fighting for a very just cause, but in the way you do it is to be vitriolic and nasty and horrible. It is mm-hmm. so strange how, like, one wrong, one right or one wrong cancels each other out somehow. It's so odd. And it is right. If JK Rowling is profiting from this and is involved, Buying... She is. I googled it while we were talking about it. She's not involved in the creation of the game, though. At but all, she's right? getting her royalties. But she gets royalties from Harry Potter books right now. But what are you going to do? Go into bookstores and slap kids in the face who are buying a Harry Potter book? Oh, that's an exaggeration. But it's not. It's like, how do you... like? I don't know. I don't know how to approach this kind of thing. Because there are a lot of shitheads worldwide who make stuff. Yes, like a lot. David Cage is another example of a shit human, right? That yes. obviously people buy his games, but we don't talk about people who buy Detroit and are like, "Hey, I feel like supporting somebody and being in." It's like buying Ender's Game and being like, "Well, Olsen Card, whatever his name is, he's a massive homophobe, right?" It's so tough to navigate these waters. I, I now, and it's wrong, but also, can I blame it? A- teenager for enjoying harry potter i don't know
1: listen if if i just got a college and i got a job to make hogwarts legacy i'm gonna take the fucking job i'm gonna say i don't care about jk rowling
2: it'll look good on your resume i'm
1: gonna take the fucking job and i would hope that people like the game regardless
0: of who created Mm. the IP.
2: this isn't about the developers it's about jk rowling
0: but it, it, it only impacts the developer. But you're hurting the developers
1: if you don't buy the game because of J.K. Rowling getting royalties. It all connects. You can't just say, oh, I hate J.K. Rowling. I'm not going to buy the game. And it doesn't hurt the Of course it hurts the developers.
2: It absolutely does. Well, the other thing about Harry Potter is that it still has such a big brand appeal among the normies that we all know it's going to sell gazillions anyway. Oh,
0: yeah, it is. It is. But what is kind of frustrating, and not frustrating because I I can see it, It, there are two sides where people are going to say, don't buy it because it puts JK Rowling, right? Then you're actively doing something which is like, well, there are people whose livelihoods depend on this being successful and avoid hard on it and the other is if the game does bad and reviews bad then those same people are going to be like well they deserved it yeah because jk (laughs) rowling and it's like in no instance do people think about the people who are actually making the game right warner brothers they're the guys who task the studio with making the game right the studio is avalanche warner brothers are their parent company like microsoft they're the ones who are like here this is what you're going to do. We own Harry Potter. You're going to make a Harry Potter game. And this was four years ago, right? Because the game leaked, what, two years ago? Before J.K. Rowling's fucking dive off the deep end into fucking madness.
2: Oh, uh, she was sliding there two years ago.
0: She was sliding, but not as prominent until, you know, one year ago or whatever it was when she made the tweet, right? And then she just doubled down since then. And, like, how can you forecast that kind of thing? When you're a dev making a game for four years, like I, it's, it's, I feel like it's like a multi billionaire woman who has obviously ruined what she, her, her reputation and her image and has tainted a brand that people really enjoyed and she's ruined it for everybody. And now other people are suffering when she is never going to suffer. If, if the game doesn't come out make some money, she's still a billionaire. That's kind of why I think the
2: blame should be solely on her. Like, if anything, she is ruining the developer's good moments.
0: But, it, but, the, but the ramifications, it's the same as before when we talked about like Naughty Dog and the Leaks. Like, the ramifications only affect the small devs who are making it or any in any situation like this, right? Like, it's only ever... The ramification. Now,
1: don't buy her transphobic book. Yeah, don't buy the book. Yeah. Don't buy don't her, buy book. her
0: actual book.
1: But
2: Hogwarts Legacy.
1: You know the game good. You like
2: maybe, maybe buy don't... it alongside a donation to yeah. uh even, your, yeah. your your cause of choice.
1: Don't, don't, don't be the friend that goes over your friend's house or girlfriend's house or whatever, sees that they have a whole stack of, of Harry Potter books and say, oh, she's a transphobic... whatever, you know? Why you have those books? Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. It's like... They bought it in the, when they were children, you know? Like, they they, they, they... they You can still be attached to that IP and separate yourself from the, from the author.
0: It's... yeah. And don't support J.K. Rowling, like, actively. It's directly. Fucking... Yeah. So... Speaking of trying to buy things that you can't, (laughs) uh, Sony evidently... This was the next plot twist in the story. Such a weird week.
2: Sony evidently didn't give great instructions to their retail partners for how to handle the pre-orders of the PlayStation 5. Uh, Immediately after the showcase ended on Wednesday, GameStop, Walmart, Amazon, etc. Etc. began taking pre-orders for a limited quantity that sold out within minutes. Uh, there was someone on, on The Verge who noticed that the link they were using to purchase it was only working for three minutes. Some websites had their DDoS protection kick in and end up getting kicked offline while they were dealing with the huge influx of traffic from people who watched this showcase and saw a message at the end <laughs> saying that Sony would announce later when the pre-orders was happening. Yeah, <laughs> And then they get on their, their their Twitter or just check Amazon and see that, wait, no, it's actually being sold right now. Walmart actually tweeted a message celebrating them breaking any kind of supposed, apparently unconfirmed, unstamped street date on this. The, the, the quote is exactly this, quote, make you wait to get the new PlayStation 5? Nah, that's not like us. Go on, pre-order it now, quote. Uh, this is something that they ended up apologizing for over the weekend saying that they're going to they
0: literally made a tweet about it which is incredible they're
2: they're gonna be gonna be adding more to the stock for later this isn't gonna be like a huge nail in the foot in the long term but still like yet another (laughs) 2020 week of september 14th fuck up that we're talking about on the cast a few days after the fact. And we're not even at the bottom of the list yet. Oh. <laughs> uh, um. Jeez. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how much there is to comment on this one, but. I, I, I really want someone who
1: understands the manufacturing process to explain to me why things get sold out so easily.
0: So that's another thing i wanted to ask you guys i don't know about your twitters but mine seemed that every man and his dog and woman with her cat was trying to order a ps5 and now mm-hmm. in real time as we are talking at this instant because these stories will come out tomorrow it seems like the xbox pre-orders that have just gone live are also in the same shit show of affairs where nobody can pre-order them Where in this pandemic filled world are people getting five hundred dollars to fucking buy a new gen console on day one? That so much that pre-orders have filled out.
1: Are are going nuts, right? Like, is either they're making too little,
0: or people are just rich?
2: I think it's our bubble. I
0: think I I I don't know because if they're selling out though, that must assume normies are normies.
1: Normies are definitely muggles.
2: Normies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but probably at a smaller quantity than our bubble are yeah like like i rationalize it by knowing that i follow a lot of content creators so i followed like like pat from from ex super best friend who was apparently pre-ordering five and and he was complaining about how hard it was to to pre-order five ps5s
0: (laughs) (laughs) why is is he being a douchebag and ordering five for work
2: stuff because it's his job that's the thing the people were following it are pre-ordering it for their
0: job I don't, I think you're, no, I think, like, the the pre-order numbers must be quite large, so that, I mean. It's like, um, uh,
1: the, 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 the NVIDIA did the same bullshit with the, the 3080, that shit came out, and the shit was, there was paper releases everywhere, they were sold out so quickly, like, what are you doing?
2: Bots, bots are doing it. You run a script, a little command window comes up, and it automatically checks out 123080s for you in the click of a button.
1: How can we not stop
2: this already? It's a real problem. And uh, PC Mag actually got an exclusive interview with one of the creators of those bots. Wow. There's a quote on the bottom here that pisses me off so, so much. Uh, They interviewed the creators of a bot called Bounce Alerts that some resellers were using to pick up 380s and sell them on the secondary market. Uh, PC Gamer was asking them, oh, but what about individual end consumers who are like fans and want to buy it at its regular price and not from a reseller for thousands of dollars? They say... When given the chance, I'm sure most people would purchase more than 10 plus units if they have the capital and look to make upwards of $25,000 in one single day from the secondary market. We hope they're able to get and on that on the next release. This guy is refusing to believe that normal people, nor- normal people who have $500 to throw around on luxurious video game stuff are going to be able to buy this at a, have a fair chance at buying it for themselves. Insane uh so that folds into yet another weird can of worms from this past week which is the next gen game price hike we talked about that earlier because uh some nba 2k20 uh pre-orders showed up for next gen consoles and they were 70 dollars, and people were surprised by that that's actually a real thing can confirm ps5 games are going to be 70 dollars in the united states
1: wait whoa what
2: Yeah, but if that sounds high to you, be glad you don't live anywhere else because they're going to be 80 euros in Europe and 100 to 130 in uh, Australian fund money, 100 and 140 in Kiwi bucks in New Zealand, which really pissed off a lot of people I've been following on my timeline, like like to the point where they know they can no longer afford to buy new release games like that just can't be a part of their lifestyle anymore.
0: They were always expensive in those countries, weren't they? Traditionally in Australia, especially, very expensive.
2: Um the $70 price hike in the US is something I think I might be able to imagine people keeping up with, but the jump for those other territories is just like like nuts. And I don't I mean I am of the opinion that we're at a place now in society where we should be normalizing playing older games, waiting for sales not celebrating the purchase of games when they are at their most expensive. Because uh, what you get for that is, is really decreasing as time goes
0: on. And... Is it, though? I would disagree with that. The games that sell for $70 are not indie games. They're Ghost of Tsushima. They're Spider-Man. They're The Last of Us. They are huge AAA titles that can take 30 to 40 hours and are a master... Uh, they're of immense quality compared to other things. I would I would disagree with that immediately.
2: I'm speaking on the basis that the minimum wage and purchasing power in America has not gone up to the same rate that that the price hike of these video games has. Like compared to previous generations in history, compared to the boomers, we have less purchasing power in general.
0: Didn't we literally go around about this round about like Two months ago, and we pulled up an old Super Nintendo catalog from Toys R Us, and literally Super Nintendo games were like $90. Ooh.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There was a price decrease when, when going from cartridges to, to CDs. And, and what I think is actually going to happen is this thing you've been predicting. You're an insider. You know, people are going to gradually get used to playing this stuff on a subscription service instead of buying at mm. full price at launch.
0: There, there is a definite divide. Right. I understand that these things are expensive, but video games are not cheap to make and they cost more money to make these days. Like, is it Corona too? Because, like, everything is sold out. Like, I can't even get an audio
1: interface. Every time someone says it isn't in stock, it's not in stock. It's back ordered. And I have
2: to wait three weeks for one. Even like hard, specialized hardware like that? Yeah. Audio like, interface that's not normal
1: everyone's recording at home now. Oh, my shit's busted whoa. and
0: I need to get one. And it's just like, what yeah, the fuck? That's odd.
2: Oh, it's all those new OnlyFans girls. They they need their audio interfaces for, for their microphones. Yeah, I
1: get. I go to Guitar Center and all. they, <laughs> all they have is two left. Two left. One M audio. If you guys ever heard of it, that barely fucking works. So I'm returning that bullshit. And then the 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 fucking Apollo one that's nine hundred dollars, which I don't I don't make nine hundred dollars worth of this voice. For me to be paying $900 for some (laughs) audio interface, let me tell you. (laughs) Like, I can't get a focus right, Scarlet. You you guys know what that is, right?
0: Nope. I imagine if I Googled it, I might not.
1: No? Oh, okay. That's, like, the most common one. But, like, it's sold out
0: everywhere. (laughs) Scalpers are
1: everywhere. It's the same thing for everything. Well, webcams you can get cheaper ones now. But, yeah. But is is it, like corona like are people not working the warehouses like what does you guys know like is that what's affecting video video games too well it's also
2: production there's less people going to the factories to make this stuff too right now
1: is that adding the ten dollars
0: no i think this is just the time i think for you know it's the time with a new generation you can announce this thing you can't You probably can't drop this shit out of the blue. I mean, the reality is, games cost a lot more money to make than they ever, ever cost before. Mm. And I understand that these games are expensive, but when there is a headline like, games will cost $70, that's just not fucking true. Like, Ghost of Tsushima will cost $70, but buying Slay the Spire is going to cost you $15, right? We live in a space where game announcements like Final Fantasy 16 We'll sit aside a game announcement of Untitled Goose Game and Final Fantasy 16 will cost $70. But in like Untitled Goose Game will cost you $20. Like it is so generalized that this like and it gets negative press about these things. But those games are that price because they cost infinitely more money to make.
2: There's some interesting discrepancies going on between some launch title PS5 games. I looked at Hmm. Japanese Amazon, I looked at Australian and New Zealand EB games, and Demon's Souls is being sold at a premium. It's 140 in New Zealand, 130 in Australia. That's rough. Spider-Man Miles Morales, though, is 30 bucks cheaper. It's $100 in Australia and 110 in New Zealand. In the US, though, they're all the same price. So why is it that in other territories, New releases that are even coming out from AAA studios are priced differently from one another. Is is it
0: demand? I don't know. We've talked about Japan before, right? In Japan, (laughs) they they vary. They can be 6,000 yen. They can up to 8,000 yen. I don't know. I've never known the reason why. I don't know why, but you could buy Resident Evil 2 for fucking 7,000 yen, but Pokemon will cost you 9,000 yen or something stupid. I don't know why. These things, I don't know whether it is the demand or the, the shipping or they cost more money to import those things. I have no idea. No yeah. idea.
2: Like, like at a glance, bucks. I would imagine, I, I would imagine it's demand that the Demon's Souls, like the killer app, the exclusive to PlayStation 5, would be something people would be willing to pay more for over Miles Morales. But I don't think it's ever really been confirmed.
0: Hmm. isn't the Miles Morales game as well a bit shorter? It's not like yeah, a full it's, release time. It's a,
1: it's a little bit bigger than an expansion. And that's why it's fifty bucks. That's what it said.
0: Game prices are not as standardized as they used to be. Yeah. Like you walked into GameSpot a uh, GameSpot GameStop or like Game in the UK. You walked in and every game was the same price. Like it was that fifty nine to sixty nine dollar range and the second hand games were like when things varied a little bit, but in terms of if it was new on the day, if it was Spelunky or if it was FIFA, like they cost the same, right? And now there is like this thing where you can release expansions for video games that are like 20 to 30 hour expansions, but they're expansions, so they they by that tag alone get priced at $30. Right, instead of sixty dollars. Um, and indie games, you know, even huge indie games like Hades, Hades, twenty dollars, right? Yeah. Back in the day, Hades would cost sixty dollars for sure. Yeah. Um. So there's no standardized. I think they can be even triple A can be a bit more flexible with pricing as well. I think, as Matt has mentioned, Miles Morales is is kind of known that it's not a full title. It's like a Expansion, but a bit more. Yeah. So it is a standalone title, but it's not Spider-Man out in size. No. So it, maybe it just doesn't justify that price. Um, but in other certain territories, maybe you have to cover all of the other stuff about that. So I'm not entirely sure, but definitely prices are not as standardized as they once were. So it's a lot easier to be a bit more flexible in pricing in certain regions. Japan just goes up and down, whatever the hell it decides. What bed side of the bed it's woken up in the morning.
2: I remember what a big deal it was that Serious Sam was like a really really good budget game. Like budget games have existed for a while.
0: Not in the console market, they haven't though. No. Oh, yeah. And this is what we're talking about, right? We're talking about the you know PCs. PCs is its own thing. Yeah. You go on Steam, and you. When was the last time anybody bought a full sixty dollar game on Steam? Mostly at like,
1: launch, yeah. That's pretty much it. If you get it, at they launch. they go down pretty, in price yeah, pretty, so,
2: fast. so if, fast. If there was ever a time to normalize the habit of waiting a few months for them to go down in price, that's now. This gen, this gen is it.
0: But that's but that's if you uh, yeah. that's if you have a PC, right? Because yeah. developers uh, or publishers, better we should use publishers in these words. Publishers know that to sell games on Steam, it is to discount them very quickly, and you'll drive numbers crazy good, um, because that's how the Steam algorithm works nicely. Um, so, but on the console, you can't get away with it. There is a a, a certain value proposition that you get. With a console and there's like a, a perceived normie quality to it, right? Where like, oh, I'm going to buy Uncharted 2 and it's going to cost me $60 and I will have this new expensive masterpiece of a game compared to if you bought a digital indie title from Steam.
1: Yeah, it's now easier than ever to build a PC. Build a PC, guys.
2: Speaking of, of value propositions for expensive electronics... Uh, the oculus quest 2 was announced <gasps> and apparently they sent out review copies oh. the same day they made the announcement oh okay and this is something that i know me and matt have looked forward to for a long time i've been waiting for the next oculus <laughs> oh my god i guess but quest 2 is uh, that's like the the normie version right that's not like ours Ars Technica has some bad news for, for you. Uh, I don't what? know how the hell this happened. How the hell do you announce a product the same day that reviews? Sc- what the... This is another weird coronavirus remote work miscommunication fuck-up that it has to be. Okay, they got a very, very negative review from Ars Technica when the software library to get this thing wasn't even fully implemented at this point. But the thing that really, really pissed the reviewer off is that you are not only required to make a Facebook account, but you also have to make it a real ID. Like it has to be your real name with your real identity and your real phone number. If you make a Facebook account to play on the Oculus Quest 2 and you have a fake name and you get your password wrong once they start asking you for identification verification. And if they decide that you're trying to fraud them, which is probably a reasonable thing to do because you don't want your friends and family to learn about your weird VR porn games whenever a data (laughs) breach inevitably
0: happens,
2: (laughs) then, um... Because let's be honest, what you don't want your friends and family knowing what you do with your VR headsets when you're not playing Half-Life Alex. Anyways, yeah, uh... (laughs) They will lock you out of your game library if you make one too many fuck-ups of trying to keep your real identity separate from from your throwaway Facebook because I just need to play on my Oculus Quest account. Uh, the reviewer also mentions a downgrade in headstrap and controller quality and corners cut with some upgrades they had made to resolution. Instead of having one panel per eye, it's now one panel with two... Lenses trying to trying to to make some depth happen across one panel. They've increased the resolution but technically decreased the amount of panels you're looking at by 100%. There is more RAM, there's a faster processor, but it does sound like like there's a shitload of negatives you got to put up with. For, for those upgrades. Especially uh, low battery life? Lower battery life, less IR sensors, so he had a harder time playing Beat Saber on expert mode. They, they cut corners and decreased the price by taking off the amount of IR dots on the controller. I also don't like the look of electronics right now. Why is the Oculus Quest 2 white? Why is the PS5 black and white? Yeah, White I... gets dust. White gets smudged. Yeah, white gets crust on it, man. I want the
0: crust. Right, I, 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 come on now. They've definitely looked like they've chipped out with the Oculus too. Like the it strap looks alone, bumbly, right? It looks bulky. Like it, it, like you can buy additional strap for fifty dollars if you don't like the crappy one that comes with it. Come on. This
2: man. breaks my heart because the Oculus Quest was in such a good place to finally break over into the mainstream as a portable, easy thing, and this review alone is gonna really, really hurt their prospects of picking that momentum back up. It's $300. Which is yay. Good. Yeah. Right? You gotta keep it around that. It's
0: yes, expensive.
2: Still expensive, but way better than what people are used to when they close their eyes and picture how much a VR set's supposed to cost.
1: I was hoping that uh, the Quest 2 was gonna be like the, the better Quest, and you'll have that link so you can play PC games too.
2: It still supports the link. It yeah. still, still supports the link, link yeah. but this yeah. is
1: not, this is an inferior version. Well, in some cases. So what's, I don't, I don't see the point then of even thinking of this as an upgrade for me. I, I still have, I still have the regular version and it works just sort of just fine. It's, it's, it's getting old there. It's, it's a little wonky, but I can still use it. I'm not going to buy the quest Two. That's not going to make me upgrade. That sucks. I was hoping something interesting was going to happen with this one, but it seems like they just... They're just popping out some poop, basically. I'll, I'll watch the, the tested review. That's usually where I go to to watch my VR stuff and see what I he says. I think the Facebook
2: thing... I think that's a deal-breaker for me.
1: Absolutely. The Facebook thing is kind of bad. And, and I usually don't care about that type of stuff, but that's, that's just this is weird to me it makes me uncomfortable
2: if there is any chance that my play history could could get like a log of that could get hacked and uploaded i do not want (laughs) i do not want anyone who knows me in real life to know know about you know my preferences in vr porn fuck 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 that that is deal breaker absolutely deal breaker (laughs)
1: Liam just leaves and comes back.
0: (laughs) Was that too much? I have no idea what you were saying or anything. My audio on my headphones cut out. And I was like, I'm just going to disappear.
2: Let's do one question. We got time for just one this week, because that was a shitload of news. This is a lot of news. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, send us an email at dadandsonspodcast at gmail.com, which you'll see in the description below, or post it in our Patreon questions channel on the Patreon questions Discord. Uh, for this week, we're going to take Kobe from Discord. Um, Kobe asks, do you have any friends that don't follow news about the game industry, but are aware of crunch culture and sexism in said industry? If so, how did they find out about it and what are their general thoughts?
0: That is a very interesting question and the answer is no, actually. I don't think I've ever come across anybody personally who I know who has zero interest in games but somehow read about or found out about some of the problematic stuff inside of the industry. I know that, of course, my you know, some of my family members and my partner know about Crunch specifically because it happened to me. But that is that cheating, like me telling them directly.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I think like like I'm I'm picturing like what sort of normies. Yeah, if they follow you, then that might count as following the game industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I haven't had that specifically like sexism. I would love to hear general thoughts of that if I ever found someone, I usually hear the whole or, or get the vibe even of like when you talk about video games, it's automatically put into, oh, you're a kid, you're a child. Video games are for children, you know, and that's like the stigma with it. That's usually what I get like, oh, you, you play video games. Uh, that's amusing like that. There's no like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the only weird thing I get that people who are, who are not into it. But
2: my stepmom found out about both crunch culture and sexism from Netflix documentary uh, High Score. Wow, High Score, that really.
0: documentary actually covered that?
2: It mentions it and then interviews a lot of like minorities who care about it. It doesn't deeply get into it, but that did send her down a Google hole. That
0: ended up with her finding out about it. Really? Was this, this was your mom? Stepmom. Oh, stepmom. So your stepmom knows about my boss. <laughs> That's weird. It
2: is weird, come to think of it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like mainstream news coverage, I think, is where that line would have been crossed for people who don't follow it more closely than that because I feel like I've seen this, uh, these stories break on uh, cable TV networks like MSNBC and CNN, but it was the Netflix documentary High Score that got, 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 got my social circle finding out about this stuff.
1: Yeah, it seems like not everyone liked it. I'm looking at the, the comments here on the YouTube trailer, and it's
2: a bit mixed. I've seen people saying that it wasn't critical enough about crunch and sexism in the industry is um, yeah. one criticism I've seen it's of it. It's
1: pretty fucking bad. But I
2: wonder if those YouTube comments are critical of it for interviewing minorities who who find video games as a place of of safety and escape from from their their minority woes. Yeah. I uh, I wonder if the opinions shared on those YouTube comments are the polar fucking opposite of what my stepmom got out of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, hey, everyone views with their own filter, right?
0: That ain't, ain't that the truth.
1: You are just a bag of your experiences if you do not open up your mind a little bit, you know? Not to get all deep and shit. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> but,
2: um, well, whoa. Yeah. right now, when we're about to get all deep and shit, it's time for us to jump out yeah, of, yeah, of yeah, the yeah. deep end and uh and smooth our brains a bit once again. <laughs> <laughs> I need to like recover (laughs) what a crazy week right I can't I actually can't believe we did all that in two hours I I I was hoping we could I can't believe we actually made it through all those topics in two hours holy crap that
1: was intense
0: we didn't even talk about in the video we did actually
2: oh yeah
0: it got squeezed in there in in a few minutes
2: yeah we touched uh, on it yeah yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. mm-hmm that's Mm -hmm.
0: good I'm glad you guys were covering those aspects that I don't know about
2: smooth sexy segues are are what you come here for the dad and sons podcast to listen to your uh number 99 source in video game news opinions and uh and 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 impressions and reviews i guess kind of think of it too the number one podcast of sunburnt hosts
3: <laughs>
2: number one in like saudi arabia right <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys Thank you guys for, 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 guy for getting there. through getting through all those topics. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the now show. Go, go pre-order your PS5s and your Xboxes after no, we gave you all that you advice. Dare. Okay, get, a, uh, get a PC,
1: guys. Get a PC.
2: Normalize uh, frugality. Get yourself an AMD.
1: Uh, the, 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 the NVIDIA stuff's are cheaper now. You know what I'm saying? Get yourself a nice little 1060 or something like that. Those little 8 gigs of RAM
3: mm-hmm
2: and sd i saw a video of a tech reviewer holding a 380 in his hands and looking at the camera and being like do you really need this over food and water guys and, <laughs> and people were, were celebrating him like a hero and whenever i i go down that road i'm 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 like public enemy number 69 no, no i said that i
1: said that actually on stream because like uh when i woke up i woke up and i was like, oh the launch day is today and i look up on my on my um my micro center and it had a bunch in stock. So I could go wait in line. I was just like,
3: eh. Oh <laughs> god, w- like, when you said I that have like... a decent
1: graphics card already. Even though this would help with video editing, I was just like, I render fast already. <laughs> you know, like I can wait. Like it's not how that they... serious. I'll let someone else that needs an upgrade get like it doesn't matter.
2: How how did they react?
1: No, people are fine. People are fine. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Well, the, okay, thing is, okay. the
1: thing is, well, I mean, I have a certain type of crowd, but the thing is, like, it, it's, it's like, it, it, you don't need to spend, if you have something decent already, you don't need to spend that much, and, and, and even if you don't have something decent, you, don't, you still don't need to spend that much, unless you have the money. If you have the money, that's different.
2: We here on the Dad and Sons Podcast are the harbingers of the winds of change.